Sapbush Hollow, chronicles and lessons from a life tied to family, community, and the land. I'm Shannon Hayes, and I operate Sapbush Hollow Farm with three generations of my family in the northern Catskill Mountains in upstate New York. I'm the chef owner of Sapbush Cafe, a farm-to-table and neighbor-to-neighbor experience, open Saturdays only in our tiny hamlet of West Fulton. And I'm also the author of a few books, including Radical Homemakers and the Grass-Fed Gourmet. This podcast is the audio version of my blog, which can be found at sapbush.com or theradicalhomemaker.net. They say one man's trash is another man's treasure, but how do you decide in a beautiful, albeit economically depressed rural county that needs to attract tourism? That's what I'll be talking about this week on the hearth of Sapbush Hollow. It's all about blue tarps and junkyards. It's not something we have to create. It's something we already have. We have to teach people why blue tarps and junkyards matter. The newspaper is quoting my emphatic words. They're taken out of context, and it's hard for a reader to understand what that has to do with Schoharie County hospitality. I was speaking at a local forum on the lodging issue. Our county's occupancy tax and state-funded tourism dollars amount to little more than it takes to run a small farm. Our longest-running hotel was shut down for code violations in 2018, another hotel now operates as a halfway house, and another, I've heard, has switched over to primarily lodging labor for the new jail. The gathering where I spoke was convened to tackle the problem, to vision a Schoharie County that people would want to visit. We're sharing the meeting with our sexier cousins from next door, Otsego County, home to the Baseball Hall of Fame in Cooperstown, New York, dubbed America's Most Perfect Village. It boasts a world-class art museum, living history museum, opera, and breathtaking Otsego Lake. In Schoharie County, we fawn over their success, eager to suckle hind tit, hoping to capture whatever comes downwind from them. The sentiment I'm feeling in the room is strongly, we want to be just like them. But we're not like them. We don't have wealthy foundations to underwrite world-class museums or a 4,000-acre lake, nor can we claim to be the spiritual home of America's favorite pastime. From my view, we have a lot of equally wonderful things, The Schoharie Valley, with some of the most fertile and breathtaking agrarian vistas in the world, was a breadbasket for the American Revolution. 
We have lots of small farms producing meats, fruits, cheeses, vegetables, honey, and syrup. We have wineries, distilleries, microbreweries, cideries, and miles and miles of hiking trails that wind up over the mountains and down along the valley floor. And we have secret swimming holes and waterfalls that generously pepper the county. But compared to Atsigo, we're the slovenly lot that reminds tourists of our Appalachian heritage. On a Saturday night in summer, the parking lots in our towns smell of leaking motor oil, pizza boxes, cigarettes, and beer. Obesity and poor nutrition plague a lot of the residents. Many houses need paint and repair, including my own. Spare parts, cars litter a lot of yards, and most noticeably... We sport a lot of blue tarps. They serve as permanent, temporary roofs and house siding. They function as lanais, replace windows, and conceal heaps and heaps of detritus, sometimes carefully stewarded and curated parts resources, and sometimes symptoms of our nation's impoverished affluence. One can never be quite sure which. I never minded the blue tarps and junk. When Cooperstown felt the pressure to polish and shine, I breathed easy in Schoharie County, happy to know the secrets of the streams, the best berry patches, and the stone walls. The blue tarps and junk were a convenient distraction, suggesting to passers-by that there's nothing to see here. Leave me and my neighbors to relish the delicious water, breathe the fresh air, ski the trails, and drink in the views. But the topic of our general messiness is a perennial matter. Folks with tidy houses and manicured lawns have long petitioned for junkyard laws and zoning laws. There have always been efforts to bring our chaos under control. I always opposed them. I saw them as an imposition from an elite class that failed to recognize the economic importance of junk heaps for used parts and building materials. I felt the definition of a junkyard was entirely too subjective— unable to distinguish a carefully tended rural resource from garbage. Junkyards have been a way of life around here, and I long relished the camouflage they provided, helping to make sure Schoharie County wouldn't become crowded with persnickety neat nicks. But I learned that keeping the beauty a secret can be dangerous. A community can forget its own beauty and stop valuing itself. And when that happens... It becomes an easy target for ecologically rapacious development because we don't feel what we have is worth fighting for. Resources can be taken away. School enrollment goes down. Families move away. No one remains to steward the ecological treasures I was so willing to hide from my own enjoyment. Over the past decade, my attitude about sharing the beauty of this place has shifted. I want people to know about it. I appreciate the significance of tourist dollars, but more than that, tourists bring our community the precious gift of appreciation. And when we feel appreciated, we develop a sense of self-worth. And when we have a sense of self-worth, we protect our waters and steward our lands. We've changed a lot here on the farm to welcome them. We've cleared hiking trails through the woods and pastures, operate farm tours, we put in a tenter site for campers, and we converted the apartment over the cafe into a vacation rental. We welcomed 300 overnight guests to our hamlet of West Fulton last year, not to mention the daily visitors who come through the cafe. I've even written a little guidebook to the wonders of West Fulton.
I now want to welcome tourists and enlist their love and support in safeguarding this beautiful corner of the world. But I still can't find blue tarps and junkyards unsightly. Too many times they've held the resources a neighbor needed to repair the baler before the rain soaked the hay, kept a car on the road, kept the weasels out of the chicken coop, or provided the materials to cobble together a cold frame. And when the hay gets baled ahead of the storm, the winter feed is better. When the winter feed is better, the beef and the lambs taste better. And when the weasels are out of the coop, there are fresh eggs for breakfast, and the cold frames bring fresh vegetables through the darkest months. This is one of the reasons I'm okay with those junkyards and blue tarps. They're reflective of our economic reality. The other is that they belong to my neighbors, the same people who plow the post office and cafe when our truck is broken, who slow down when my kids are on the road, who serve as firefighters and EMTs and public servants. Blue tarps and junkyards aren't as classically attractive as the gaily painted houses of Cooperstown but they have functional importance. Sometimes they truly are symptomatic of a hoarding problem. That kind of sickness is far too deep for local codes to correct. But maybe love and pride of place can be a start to that. For now, they're a part of who we are. And when we welcome people to Schoharie County, I don't want the pressure to hide what some may find unsightly. I want to be loved for who we are, which is a truly beautiful place, complications and all. And that's why I think blue tarps and junkyards matter. To learn more about our grass-fed meats, weekly cafe specials, wool yarn, all-natural wool bedding, our super cozy vacation rental, or our tenter site, be sure to visit sapbush.com. There you can also find out more about my books or how to schedule me for a speaking event or a class. You can also just pose a question that you'd like me to answer on air. If you enjoyed this, I hope you did, please take a few minutes and leave a review. This helps other folks find my work. And if you could share this podcast with friends and family, so much the better to help get the ideas to spread. Folks, spring is right around the corner and we're getting ready to start the first batch of chickens. It's time to place your orders for monthly fresh chickens, pork shares, and lamb shares, and our new mixed meat shares designed for folks who appreciate whole animal feasting and savings, but who are short on freezer space. This will be a monthly combo pack featuring cuts from our grass-fed beef and lamb, pastured pork and poultry, as well as bone broth and our frozen stews. Monthly mixed meat shares will be $120 each, $30 savings off of retail prices. In order to get the lowest prices of the season, we do need your orders by March 17th. After that, prices will go up, so don't delay. You can find the online order form at the top of the homepage of the radicalhomemaker.net or sapbush.com. This podcast happens with the support of my patrons on Patreon, and this week I'd like to send a shout-out to my patrons Joy Bader and Calandra Krupshank. Thank you, folks. I couldn't do it without you. If you'd like to help support my work and gain access to exclusive content, you can do so for as little as $1 a month by hopping over to Patreon and looking up Shannon Hayes. 
This was produced and edited by the sexiest man alive, my husband Bob Hooper, and the great music we're listening to comes to us from memory. Thanks for listening and have a great week. Now the birds are singing about all the things they've seen over in the other countries, sowing seeds and reaping dreams, and I think that I am.